You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I am your host Amy. This is the podcast where we talk about relevant and totally irrelevant topics. The idea here is to spread aesthetic vibes. You're here now, so why don't you hang out and we'll talk some shit. Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. I am your host, Amy. We have my co-host here today sitting on my lap, Buddy. Um, He's chewing, he has his entire foot in his mouth. That's fucking delectable. Same old story. I'm going to have to start recording on a day where my husband works from home and can manage this creature. Buddy, stop chewing your darn foot. Because there's nothing more annoying than setting up having everything ready and then having him jump on top of me and me being unable to do anything about it. Uh, So uh, when he's finished chewing, I'm hoping that the microphone is not picking up too much of that background noise of him providing us with unwanted ASMR. Okay, beautiful. He's stopped. I don't know if you guys know the size of him, but he's just, he's too big to be sitting on a lap. I think he still thinks that he's a puppy and, like, small. Um, Side note. Oh, here we go. Side note. (laughs) When he was little, he was so naughty. And um, we used to put him in air jail. So, like, he'd do something really bad. And because he was small, like, you'd pick him up and be like, no, and then hold him. And then he'd go crazy and then he'd calm down and you'd be like, you're in air jail. Like, you need to calm down. Um, Something I just remembered just there. (laughs) Okay. Anywho, I want to talk about something. I don't think I fully grasped this topic and the depths of of this topic, but I'm going to venture into it. It's weird, guys. Like, it's actually scary. So... Let's just get into it. So I want to talk about, and I don't know how to pronounce this, like some people say it's one way, some say it's another, but the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, I believe there are other ways to say it. I don't know. You guys know I can barely pronounce my own name, let alone a name of a place that I've never been to nor heard really anyone talk about. So if we talk about this location. We've got mountains that are from eastern to northeast North America and they were formed roughly 480 years ago um, during a specific period in time. So the mountains are predominantly across the United States and a little bit spills into southeast Canada and um, it's said to have a zone of about 100 to 300 miles wide, running from a particular island of Newfoundland, southwest ward to central Alabama, 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 I don't know, I'm not American, I don't know how to say it. Uh, <laughs> um, then it goes to um, parts of St. Paris, and an overseas territory within France. So this is this is gigantic, right? And on, I saw someone on a map, and they were like, "Oh, this whole chunk of the 
American map, American, yeah, American map into Canada is this mountain location. Okay, so there's um, a whole stack of different mountains in there. They're broken up into other smaller regions. But ultimately, we've just got this big chunk of mountains. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but there's a lot going around on TikTok at the moment surrounding these particular mountains in this particular area. And it's becoming, what would I say, uh, one of those kind of urban myth slash true story slash... Um, does this really exist uh, situations and I pause for a moment because many a people said aliens didn't exist yet we've just found out from the American government they in fact do I was watching a TikTok and this girl was like oh I'm American and I'm staying in Australia and I can guarantee you that if aliens were to show themselves in Australia and like walk into a pub, everyone would be like, hey, what's up? You want a drink? What's going on, mate? And it would be like nothing. Like nobody would bat an eyelid. And she was like, no wonder they go to America because like everybody there would like be giving it a lot of publicity and they'd be super famous. So she was like, yeah, um, come to Australia. No one will give a shit. You'll be sitting in a pub with us having a beer or down on the beach or whatever it might be pretty true reflection uh there's not a lot that phases us i've seen a few tiktoks of people being like i don't think i can ever go to australia because they have this bug or this spider or this animal or whatever it is and it's always highly exaggerated like some someone would say oh you know kangaroos are everywhere yeah but not not in sydney <laughs> where i live in the suburbs in the depths of sydney uh no nah. Uh, there aren't kangaroos just jumping around my street. It's the suburbs, but it's busy. Uh, and then, like, these big spiders and stuff like that. I think the whole time I've lived in Sydney, we've maybe had two or three big huntsmen and then just some other smaller spiders here and there. Uh, like, it's not as bad as people make it out. People are like, oh, never go to Australia. Like, it's bad sometimes. You find stuff and you go, what the fuck is that? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I promise you it's not that bad. Come to Australia. I promise you it's not that bad. Um, just keep your repellent on you and you'll be fine. Okay, so I want to talk about a couple of weird things with these mountains. Uh, so the thing is there's a lot of superstition, myths, there's a lot of history surrounding these mountains and they come from, from a traditional American Indian background and there's a lot of lore associated with it there's a lot of storytelling as well but the reason I'm covering this today is that oh goodness gotta get comfortable I don't know if you heard him groan just then but there's some weird shit happening in these mountains really fucking weird shit I want to talk about a couple of the things that people have claimed to see or experience and then I'm going to talk about some of the superstitions that they have and some of the really odd things I've seen on TikTok so let's start off with the bell witch this is also known as the bell witch haunting that was like take four that was ridiculous for three words I couldn't get out so this is a legend that's really carried on from the 19th century. And there was the Bell family of Northwest Robertson County in Tennessee. And there was a farmer known as John Bell Sr. And he used to reside 
with his family along the Red River in the area currently near the town of Adams. The legend stated that from 1817 to 1827, the family of John Bell in the local area came under attack by this invisible entity, mostly invisible entity, but it was able to speak and it was able to affect the physical environment and it had the ability to shapeshift. And you guys know, for those who have been here, I love this stuff. Skinwalkers, shapeshifters, you name it. Um, this shit has to exist. How could we make... Anyway, I digress. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to tell you the story today. Right, so... Another record stated that the spirit was actually a clairvoyant and it had the it was capable of crossing long distances with superhuman speed and it was capable of being in more than one place at a time. That scares the shit out of me. The Bellwitch haunting started when John Bell witnessed uh, this apparition of a strange creature that resembled a dog. He tried to fire at the animal. I don't know why that's your first instinct, but nonetheless, he tried to fire at the animal, but it mysteriously disappeared. His son, Drew Bell, actually approached an unknown bird that was sitting on their fence, but it flew off and it was gigantic in size. Um, people say that, that the wildlife here is larger in Australia. So I wonder how large this is because we've got bin chickens and they rank and big and they have long wingspan. I don't know the size of this thing. Anyway, um, so it flies off. It's massive. The daughter, Betsy Bell, saw a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree and an enslaved person of the Bell family, which is just, I can't believe I had to say enslaved. That is disgusting. Reported being followed by a large black dog of an evening when he visited his wife. So the legend goes on to state that the haunting followed them into the night and it made John Bell have facial paralysis. However, the modern day theory has been deemed to have been built on fictional aspects. However, we've got this shape-shifting, haunting thing and it's wreaking havoc. So this is one of the myths or urban legends that exists in the Appalachian Mountains. Let's talk about the Mothman. So this is another. There are so many of these. I'm only going to talk about a couple in the efforts of keeping the podcast uh, at a reasonable length. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. But what we've got, so I've seen pictures of this shit, right? The Mothman is this humanoid creature that's reportedly been seen in Point, Point Pleasant um, around November 15th in 1966 to about... December the 15th in 1967 um, and this has come from West Virginian folklore on November the 15th in 1966 there were two young couples there was Rhonda and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette basically they both reported seeing a, a this large gray creature and the eyes of it were glowing red the couple described it as a large flying man with 10-foot wings 
that followed their car while they drove in the area outside a, another area, which was the site of a former World War II um, plant, right? Other people have given reports of similar sightings with two volunteer firemen saying they actually saw the same thing, this large bird-like man with these huge wings and red glowing eyes. The sheriff, the sheriff of Mason County, George Johnson, stated that he believed the sightings were actually due to these um, large herons, which I looked up, and they're kind of like a form of bird, and they're white. They made me think of, like, um, what do we call them, seagulls. But I don't know how a bird of that nature can be that big that it's... They're saying, we saw a man. I looked at these birds. They were just average size. They would have to be Jumanji birds. <laughs> I don't... I, like does that happen i know that like i said we have like large bugs and shit here but nothing that's like jumanji sized oh maybe the, i saw a moth that was it was like as big as my dog's head and people were flipping out and had these massive wings on it but a bird several birds of that size that's the size of a man that's massive right anyway there was also a contractor who told the sheriff that he actually f used his flashlight. I'm doing this because that's how I'd use a flashlight. Um, for those listening, I'm putting up my fist in a backwards motion. I think a lot of people would just kind of put it forward, but I would use it backwards like an investigator. Yeah, okay, not necessary. Um, so he put the flashlight on the creature in a nearby field and then he said the eyes of it were like bike reflectors. I don't know what that means, but like reflecting, I'm assuming like the things on the side of the road that reflect the light. On the 15th of December in 1967, there was a collapse of the Silver Bridge and there was a death of about 46 people and they were connected to the Mothman and sightings of the bridge collapse itself. And um, there was a gentleman by the name of Robert Smith, and he was a wildlife biologist. And he told reporters that, he, that the descriptions from the sightings fit the Sand Hill Crane. So this is um, an American bird, crane rather, that is uh, as tall as a man with seven foot wingspan. It's got ready to eyes. Um, what the fuck? I don't even know what this is. Um, nor does it sound like something that I would ever want to come across. I don't like birds at all. They freak me out because they're unpredictable. Anything that's got wings and can fly, no thanks. I don't even like butterflies or lady beetles. I just don't like anything that can fly because it's unpredictable. I think once I had a cockroach with wings fly at me and I don't think I've ever been more scared in my life and I screamed and ran Oof. cockroaches are an irrational fear of mine the fact that they run so fast <laughs> all right digressed so anyway that they're saying that these birds might have wandered from this migration route that they were on and um they entered into this unrecognized area and um created this legend I don't know. I find it very difficult to imagine that we've got birds the size of men with massive wings. That sounds like out of a fucking horror movie. That sounds miserable. No, thank you. That sounds absolutely fucking miserable. 
pass. I'll keep our large fucking spiders and our red belly black snakes and shit over a bird that's the size of a man. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, oh, his buddy's twitching. Is that a good dream? Oh, that can't be comfortable. Give me a kiss and put your head down. Good boy. Okay. I want to talk about Wendigos. Um, put your head down. That's the way. Wendigos. Uh, so these are part of tra- traditional beliefs. Um, they are a common species. I don't even know species. They're a common thing, a common myth um, in lots of different cultures. So I won't kind of run through them because there's, there's a shit ton. A lot of cultures believe in the Wendigo. So what we've got here, uh, um, creatures and, and across the different cultures and backgrounds, they vary in description, but ultimately what they've got is this malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being. (laughs) Gets better, right? Gets better. Not only is it fucking haunted as shit it eats people and it's supernatural great where do i get one um these guys were strongly associated with the winter the north coldness famine and starvation so all the shit stuff there was a um teacher and scholar from ontario is that how you say it yeah it is has to be right in um canada his name was basil that's a pretty cool name. And anyway, he gave his personal description of a Wendigo. So I'm going to read this to you. So he said, The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled, pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against the skin. Its complexion was ash grey and reminded him of death. Its eyes were pushed back deep into its sockets, and the Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently um, risen from a grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from suppuration of the flesh. I'm assuming that's like a a, um, uh, deterioration or something like that. And the Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odour of decay and decomposition of death and corruption corruption how do you give off a scent of corruption that's so fucking weird anyway the wendigo that's his description so some of the other general descriptions though so let's just talk about it so it's a creature it's uh an evil spirit it's said to be about 15 feet tall with a body that's thin uh really tight skin pulled over its bones many native legends view it as a spirit of greed and gluttony Um, and this insatiable hunger which leads it to eat humans because it's starving all the time and there's a lot of a human that you could eat not that i've thought about that because yuck so it's a flesh eating beast that's considered the most active during the colder months and its presence is um easily felt and easily smelled (laughs) I don't know. I find myself hilarious. Um, It's been described as having a distinct smell of rotting and decay, as I mentioned, um, and this gross, unclean, ripped. So I'm adjusting my shirt. Sorry for those who would have heard that. Uh, Yeah. So it's rank, in other words. And then apparently it's not one to chase or seek 
after its prey. Instead, it uses this terrifying mimicky skill and it often imitates human voices, screams, loved ones or anything that might entice the victim to come to it. No, thank you. That is horrendous. It is believed that the Wendigo is a spirit that can possess other humans and fill them with greed and selfishness, turning them also into Wendigos. <laughs> Pass. No, thanks. So there's a little story. So I'll tell you this little story. I'm just going to read it. So for those watching, um, I'm staring at a computer screen. <laughs> so one time long ago, a big Wendigo stole an Indian boy, but the boy was too thin. So the Wendigo didn't eat him right away, but he traveled with the Indian boy waiting for him to get fat. The Wendigo had a knife and he'd cut the boy on the hand to see if he was fat enough to eat. But the boy didn't get fat. And this was because they traveled so much. They were covering a lot of ground. So one day they came to an Indian village and the Wendigo sent the boy to the Indian village to get some things for him to eat. He just gave the boy so much time to go there and back. So he was timing him. The boy told the Indians that the Wendigo was near them and showed him his hand where the Wendigo had cut him to see if he was fat enough to eat. The Indian men heard the Wendigo calling the boy's name and he said to the boy, hurry up, don't tell lies to those Indians. All of the Indians went to where the Wendigo was and cut off its legs. They went back again to see if it was dead. It actually wasn't. And he was eating the juice or marrow from the inside of the bones that were cut off his own body. The Indians asked the Wendigo, was there any fat on them? He said, you bet there is. I've eaten lots of Indians. No wonder they are fat. The Indians then killed him, cut them to pieces, and this was the end of the giant Wendigo. That's fucked up. That is so fucked up. <laughs> I'm going to let that marinate for a moment. That's fucked up. I have nothing to say. I don't like Wendigos. I can tell you that much. So anyway, that's, that's these creatures, right? So there's an abundance of creatures roaming around in the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, these are three of those uh, creatures that are said to be roaming around. So apparently there's some other things you need to know if you go to these mountains. And with so many different myths and legends and stories, these things all kind of have some superstitions in common. So let me share a couple with you. Um, I've got eight. So the first is, if you happen to be in the woods at the Appalachian Mountains and you hear voices, your name being called or screaming, you ignore it. You never play into it. You never turn around. You never look nothing. You just completely ignore it because if you recognize it, then it knows that you've heard it. And that's part of the battle. It is said that if you're being chased or you're, you see something that's about to chase you, you don't run because it will sense the fear. Whereas if you just walk off, it um, might indicate that you haven't seen it. From anywhere in the mountains or around the mountains, it's said that you don't look into the tree line of the mountains because you might find something looking back. And if you find something looking back at you, then it's recognized that you've seen it and then you could become the next prey. 
You don't whistle in the woods when you're walking through the woods or sing because this sound spreads and it will basically identify your position to anything that's kind of hanging around waiting. If you hear something, no, you didn't. If you see something, no, you didn't. And if it talks to you, no, you didn't. Those are the core components to keep in your mind. Just ignore it. Carry on. Happy days. Don't go into the woods at dark. Close your blinds at night and don't look outside. And always leave a building from the same door you entered from. There are so many of these. I've just plucked eight. And the TikToks that I was watching, people like the sun was setting. They're all running around, shutting their curtains, pulling the blinds down um, because you don't have your windows open of a night for the fear that you will see something looking in or something might locate you um, and you're not protected. Part of me is like, I want to go there. And then the other part of me is like, that's a lot of stuff to battle. That's not just me and one thing. That's like me and a shit ton of things. I'm fighting off so many things at once. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, you know, up until probably last week, I would have had a little bit of hesitation, right? But let's be real. It's just been identified that aliens are real, which means anything's fucking possible. We knew. We knew and we were told, no, you're crazy. No, you're crazy. We knew. You lied. American government, you lied. So what's to say this stuff doesn't exist? Apparently Bigfoot comes from here as well. But like I said, I'm not really buying into Bigfoot. I only saw that one photo, which looks like a dude in a costume. But yeah, that's a little bit about the Appalachian, Appalachian, Appalachian mountains. <laughs> Interesting nonetheless. I might do a part two. Uh, I kind of fell down a rabbit hole. I um, There's people that have actually been born and grew up in this location. And I find it just wild because they live by this stuff and they're all believers. Um, so anyway, that's, that's a little bit about the Appalachian Mountains. Hopefully you found that an interesting little episode. I think we're closing in on uh, episode 100. I'm really excited. I don't know what I'm going to do to celebrate. Part of me is like, do something epic. And then the other part of me is like, well, maybe it'd just be nice to kind of have a chill chat. I don't know. But we're closing in on episode 100. I can't wait. Sorry, for those watching, my eyes are really red because I just started yawning. Um, but yeah, I hope that you all have a great week. I too hope I have a great week. <laughs> Uh, but we'll leave it there. So in the meantime, you can hit me up on my socials at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com. Drop on my website, Aesthetic Vibes Podcast.com. Drop on my TikTok, go for Ames Kelly. Or do none of that and just live your fucking life. And I'm cool with that as well. Um, hopefully, I will catch you next week. Take care and uh, I'll see you soon. Bye.